What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Monster Bass Live. I'm glad you're tuning in today because we got a great show for you today. We got none other than Eric Galasso on the show. If you don't know who that is, it's Epic Eric. That's right. He knows a thing or two about fishing. Or three or four. Um, it's going to be a heck of a show. Um, my phone's about to blow up. Uh, four o'clock today, they release, uh, they release uh, Stanford, Columbia, and Berkeley. And uh, it's either going to be some real, some real excitement and some real decisions to make, or it's going to be like, all right, so I didn't get into Stanford, and, uh, and I'm going to go to USC or UCLA. I mean, not bad choices, but, you know, I'm really nervous for my kid because uh, he takes this stuff pretty seriously. He took it a lot more serious than I did. I mean, I do have a few pieces of paper, as, as Jared just reminded me. I do have a few pieces of paper on the wall, um, so that's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we got a great show for you. We are just finishing up the uh, Z-Man month, which by all accounts has been one of our best. Um, I can't believe the uh, the reception that it's had. And uh, I'm really excited about this upcoming month. It's the best of Monster Bass. And, and for those of you guys that don't know what I'm talking about, basically I thought, you know, we're, we're coming off of three iconic months, Lunker Hunt, uh, Strike King and Z-Man, I thought, how could I follow it up? Because, you know, there's still part of the country that's really not fishing and making a, a regional box is difficult when you can't really use it. So <clears throat> I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we uh, if we did the best of? And I surveyed you guys and I said, hey, tell me over the course of the last four years, what are some of your favorite baits that have been in the box? And let me see if I can, if I can get them again. And I'll try to put together the best of box because, you know, Typically, when we create these boxes, you got a home run, you got a couple, you know, you got a couple B's, and you got to you got to have a couple C's. It's just the way that works. It's the economics of the ball game, and and you know, as much as I love you guys, I do need to try and put food on my plate, or as I alluded to earlier, find a way to pay for college tuition, because eighty thousand dollars a year is going to be pretty expensive. Um, now my dog's barking. <sighs> Jared, will you uh, put my dog down, please? Sure. Which, which method? Yeah. Um, yeah, so as I was mentioning, uh, I'm trying to put together this best of box. And so I surveyed you guys. And uh, what, are the, what are your favorite baits? What are the best soft plastics that we've ever had? And let me see if I can put together a box where every bait in the box is like killer. And how could I do this from a regional perspective? So I surveyed you guys for each regionally and uh, got the responses. And then I also asked one other question. I said, if there, if, what's the one bait that's never been in a box before that you guys would like to see? And, you know, it was really cute. Some of you guys put Huddlestons and, I don't know, Roman or I can't remember the brands. But, you know, baits that, of course, I can't afford to put in the box. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but you did come through for me at the end. And uh, I think I have a box somewhere. Let me find it. I'm going to show you guys some of the baits that are in the box. And we're not going to take too much time because we do have a special guest. Where is it? Oh. All right. Here's some of the baits for you. So first and foremost, you guys said, what's the one bait that's never been in a box? And, uh, you know, you guys showed up. You told me you wanted the Whopper Plopper. So 
So I got you the Whopper Plopper, two different sizes, six different colors in each one. Everybody's getting a Whopper Plopper. What else is in there? All right, you guys told me you wanted some Berkeley Power Bait. We got some crazy like Chigger Craws. The Midwest clearly is it leans towards Debo and 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 the boys that aggressively average anglers because you guys wanted some of those baby D bombs in their favorite colors, and trust me, Missile wasn't happy about it. They had to make these are all like limited edition colors that they only made for us, so we got them to make a few more. <clears throat> what else? We got Gary Yamamoto's. We got X Zones. We got Deep Creek Lures. You know, this jig helped uh, Jason Christie win the Classic last year. Some of you guys are getting that. What else? There's a lot of good stuff in here. 300, 300 uh, yard spools of trilene. I'm not going to go through it because it's kind of a waste of time. You guys will see it when we do an unboxing. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, what else? We are going to talk about this bait, but we're going to wait till our guest comes on because he knows a thing or two about it. I'd love to get your guys' opinion on this new Ultimate Frog from Live Target. I guess it got released last year at uh, iCast, and I don't know. It's like 19 bucks. I'm sure it's amazing, but it's 19 bucks, and uh, maybe I'll put them in the box for you. I'm definitely putting Spro Bronze Eye Frogs. All right, cheers to all you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Let's take a quick look at the. Uh, let's take a quick look at the who's here. We got six likes so far. God, I suck. Marty Lawson is Rick in the bathroom again. Not yet, not yet. Mega Bass Jerkbait. Okay, Christopher, you're a funny guy. Yeah, I know you want the Vision Ten. Listen, I'll put the Vision Ten in the box. You got to convince uh, uh, Yuki at. Uh, at Mega Bass to give me enough um, to put in the box because he ain't going to do it. What else we got here? Mm. Mm. The Whopper Plopper in the gold. Okay. All right. Uh, DeBurley Hype Man. I talked with him yesterday. It was nice chatting with you for a little bit. What else we got? Put the dog down, Rafi, my pleasure. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Golden tickets. Yeah, we'll have some golden tickets. You want a golden ticket? Here, I'll deliver. I'll give you one right now. You ready? You got your golden tickets at home. You know what to do. Pull it out. Take a look at it. Individually numbered. Comes in your Monster Bass box if you won. 10844. Email me at marketing at monsterbass.com and I'll hook you up with some stuff. All right, we're done waiting. Um, <clears throat> here's what we're going to do. Let's, uh, I'm gonna let you control this, but let's, uh, let's not wait any longer uh, because we don't get this gentleman very often. So when we do, I like to take advantage of it because I feel like a giant sponge just soaking up the knowledge. So let's give a big, uh, let's give a big warm welcome to our guest today, Epic Eric, Eric Glasso. How's it going, man? <laughs> applause. You got, What's you got, going on? You got applause? I didn't even hear it. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I heard it for a second. <clears throat> well, there you go. So how you doing, man? Man, I've been good, man. Slamming at work and uh, fishing in cold fronts like clockwork. 
there's nothing like a spring derby where it's 70 degrees all week and then come tournament time it's northwest winds 20 to 25 temperatures dropping i fished in let's see freezing rain snow uh sleet crazy man crazy every single weekend and this weekend sunday mm -hmm. another cold run. how about that they canceled saturday and they pushed us to sunday at lake kerr down in carolina looking so what, forward to it so now. what does that do so when it's when it's when it's one temperature all week long and then thursday or friday hits and it just it's totally different what does that do to the fish depends on when you fish so if the front moves through right that can turn them on but then if you fish the next day and you get that blue bird sky and you get no wind or little wind um it's it's a tougher bite it turns them off it 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 screws with their swim bladders if they were moving up they might back off um it makes them it makes them tough they get sink tight to cover so it's you know it can be a grind it, i don't mind a grinder tournament somebody's always going to find some active fish though so sure. it makes the fishing a little bit tougher so they might it interrupts their pre-spawn movements they stick or they pull back and what uh so what do you throw in the, in, in this type of condition man reaction type baits <laughs> my tournament partner is a winder and a grinder. We're not going to sit there and uh, shake a weenie worm or an Ed rig or look at a live scope. And with our heads down, we're going to cover a lot of water and find active fish. We are winding and grinding, probably hitting 50 to 70 spots a day. Damn. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. You're covering some serious water. 100%, 100%. High percentage spots, active fish. Love it. Love not, it. Not, not trying to tease them into biting. If they're ready to bite, they're going to bite. <clears throat> and it's all about feeding windows. You know, it's timing as well in the spring. So I think pre-spawn is, is really one of the, I wouldn't say easier times to fish, but they should be in very predictable locations if you're on a bank or a boat. So I love pre-spawn. It's one of my favorite times to fish because it is all about winding baits at that time. So in the Strike King box that you put together, in the Z-Man box, you've got some key lures in there that, you know, should really help people, especially the Strike King takeover box. So, okay, yeah, man, I love All it. It's All right, well, we're going we're gonna to get into some pre-spawn patterns in a little bit, but, I mean, I don't know if everyone at home can see that, but he's got all these trophies in the back. I just realized I don't have any. <laughs> I might need to, I might need to, uh, to get some. I don't I know. Think, uh, since the last time I saw you, we... Uh, I've never gotten one of these, but I've always wanted one. So let me see if I can not knock a bunch of lures over. But last uh, last September, Scooter and I, can you see the number there? Oh, my God. You went th yeah. Wow. You, 30, you 30. Plus, wait. Plus 2,500 for the big fish. So 32.5 was, was my biggest tournament career win ever. So it was the Collins Championship on Curve today. And, uh, man, we... Uh, we were in the dirt, no electronics. They were off on the boat, except for the mapping system on the main console. Okay. Uh, for those of you watching at home, I should get more likes just because of this, because I'm not bringing you, uh, Rafi's not my guest. Yeah. No, no, no. Look at this. He's got trophies. He's got checks. And I don't understand why my phone lines aren't ringing off the hooks because we're going to start talking about pre-spawn patterns and I think that you guys could learn a few things. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, this might be my last show ever if, if, if I don't get some <laughs> phone calls. So, okay. 
right. Dude, thirty-two thousand five hundred dollars. Now, yeah. when you win that, yep. Do you get to spend it however you want, or does your wife get a say in what we do with it? Man, however I want. Fishing is my my thing, man. The lab down here. It's uh, she, I, you know, I've known her since I've been a, you know, a kid, man, yeah. nineteen seventy four. So, uh, you know, I was a paper boy when I met her. So she knows my 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 passion, my addiction, and she knows my habits. So when that money comes in, man, if I if I want uh, something, I I get to, I get to spend it on fishing stuff. Now, were you her paper boy? I was. I delivered and collected at her house, three houses down, man. How about that? Wow. That's uh, uh and you've been together since you were how old? Man, 13. Oh my god. I know, right? That's amazing. A long and, time. Yeah. Wow. Long time. So I and I was a fishing fool back then. I mean, my game was I deliver my papers and I'd go fishing at the front lake or the lake that spawned the national frenzy over the snakehead. It was Clinton's Pond. That's yeah. what we named it because Clinton Parks lived there. He was my center. I was a quarterback in football. And, uh, and uh, you know, his family was the caretaker. And years later, that's where the first snakehead, when it became national, like hysteria media, uh, was caught, man. Yeah. Pond Ike grew up fishing. Wow. Can you believe that? I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still taking in the fact that, like, you know, you went to McDonald's, had a Happy Meal at 13, and decided that the Happy Meal was going to be the the only the 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 meal you're going to take for the rest of your life. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? That's really yeah. amazing. Good. I mean, I'm congratulations to you and your wife. That's that's you don't re, you don't you don't see that very often. I mean, 13 years old. <laughs> I know, right? It's rare. It doesn't I love that. Much. Doesn't happen much at all, man. I see Sean Lyon on here, man. Thank you, Sean. He's, uh, I don't know if he's ever heard the story. That might've been one of the first times I told it. So on a stream. So I love that. Talking. Yeah, man. That's great. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got two kids. I do. I do. Max and Meg. Yeah. So she's out in California in your state. My daughter and my son's yeah. here still in college. And, uh, yeah, my wife and I just celebrated a long anniversary. So it was awesome, man. Back in November. Yeah. yeah I posted up on my Instagram, man. Picture yeah. me back in the day. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got nice hair. Oh, Thank speaking you, of anniversaries, I'd like to give a big shout out to T-Rex, who just celebrated his anniversary with his wife. And you know what? It's also his birthday today. So T-Rex, right. I don't know if you're watching, but happy birthday. Um, all right, let's talk about... Oh, oh my God, that's so funny. He's actually on the line <laughs> waiting to call it. Let's just bring him in. Happy birthday, happy birthday, man. Thank you, bro. It's yeah. another year. Well, listen, in the words of Pitbull, you know, who's quoted very often, uh, every day above ground's a good day. Pitbull. That's right. Every day I get to wake up, I thank the Lord. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say every day that you get to go to a, tr uh, you know, to a truck stop casino and play some slot machines is a good day. Yeah, because I don't know how you win so much money. No, I've, I've, I've been staying out for the last couple of weeks. I'm saving my money up. I got that uh that one bass Laughlin open coming up uh, at the end of April. So you know I'm being Laughlin. So right I mean, you probably get in trouble. 
Right on. So what are you going to do for your birthday tonight, T-Rex? Are you going out for a steak or something? <clears throat> um, no, because uh, my wife's working all week and I'm working all week. So last Sunday, uh, we went to Harris Ranch, had a nice dinner and seen a movie and came home and sat around a bonfire in the front yard. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Heck yeah, movie. That's what I'm talking about. I'm a movie fanatic. What'd you go see? Fishing with T-Rex? Uh, we went and seen, uh, well, and I'm not going to give any spoilers, but we went and seen John Wick. Ooh, love the John Wick series, man. That's John Wick oh. 4, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. That's, that's, that's all good. I'm going to say. All right, good. Don't spoil good. it for good. us. So T-Rex, awesome. so T-Rex, you're about to go fish a tournament. And uh, we haven't even gotten into our topic yet. I just, I was talking about you and your birthday. I saw you on the hotline. I was like, oh my God, we got to bring him on. So it kind of threw me for a loop. But, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw earlier, he was holding up a check. And uh, so. Oh, I've been, I've been here the whole time. I know, I know. So I was, I was actually set. I actually swelled his picture up just so I could see those beautiful trophies in the back and hope that I can win one one day. Yeah, yeah. So you so you want to ask him about the cheat code to win or what what do you need? Yeah, what is the cheat code to win? Yeah, yeah. He'll help you game the whole system. He he's figured it out. What Man, questions in- do you have for this guy? There you go. Good, good. Get to him. Well, I'm fishing Lake Mojave and uh it's down at Laughlin. They're known for big smallies. It's going to be the end of next month. What would you throw? Man, okay, so Mojave, it sounds like a desert. Are you in Arizona? No, I'm in California. California. Uh, Man, I'd keep a big bait in my The hand. tournament's actually in Nevada. It's, it's in Laughlin. So big smallies, define big smallie for me. Like five pounds plus? Yes. Are there any trout in that lake? Um, I believe so. I've only ever fished it once. Okay. Have you ever experimented with uh, big baits? Oh, yeah. I, I throw anything I can get my hands on. I gotcha. Okay. Um, what's the water temperature going to be? And what do you think, wh- what will the smallmouth be doing pre-spawn? Yeah, it's probably gonna be pre-spawn time. Okay. And you think the temperature is going to be With the crazy weather we've had out here. Is... Uh, desert, I'm probably going to say probably high sixties, low seventies. Water temperature. Yeah. Okay. Man, is are there trout in that lake? Because I fished it last year. This, yes, there are trout. Have yes. you ever thrown a Huddleston, the soft bait Huddleston, or a mag draft? I've had one, but I've not really ever caught anything with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, I I don't know. Um, I've never fished out there, but I'm thinking five big bites. And if it was pre-spawn, um, you know, I'd find some rock. Are you a crankbait guy? What, what's your style of fishing? 
my main is I love top water. Top water. Okay. But after that, I I do a lot of jigging, A-rig, that kind of stuff. I mean, you can't. If A-rig's legal, that's probably a good thing to be throwing early in the season, right? Yeah. Especially pre-spawn if the water's cold. I'd stick with I'd stick with an A rig or something that's gonna attract a bigger bite and get you, you know, healthy quick. So if you're not into throwing the big bait, yeah, I'd be looking for five big bites. I'd be looking for five big pre spawn smallies that were getting ready to move up. Um, you know, along points outside of spawning bays or whatever your topography is or bluff walls. I've never seen the lake, so it's hard for me to say. But I'd be just looking for five bites. I I don't care about two pounders at that point. I want to win the tournament, right? And that's exactly how we won that check right there. We were looking for five big bites, and we maybe got eight big bites during that tournament. Nothing else mattered, and we were throwing large baits. And that strategy worked out for us. Yeah. And large topwater. Yep. Uh, Do you love me some topwater? Rick can verify that. He sure does. Sure does. (laughs) There you go. That's what I'd be doing. What else you got? All right. What else you got there, Mr. Uh, Mr. Birthday Boy? No, not much. Just, uh, you know, staying busy working. We're kind of shorthanded at the casino, so I've been working five, six days. Well, I always work five, but I've been picking up a couple extra shifts here and there. Uh, I want to send so, you something for you. Got to pay for my. Uh, pay for your what? I pay for my fishing habit. Yeah. I, 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 I was going miss that. Just for the record. I think your uh, your truck stop slot machine action can pay for your fishing habit. I don't know how. I can't explain it. But Eric, <laughs> this guy, this guy, like, will randomly text us on a Tuesday. Like, oh, I just won thirty five hundred dollars at the truck stop casino. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, I stopped in for gas and decided to play some slot machines. I threw in a dollar and I walked out with thirty five hundred dollars. And it's I not like it. he just tells us this one time. It's like, yeah, you know, and then like two days later, he does the same thing. This guy's like a walking luck, you know, four leaf clover. So I like it, man. Me too. Me too. T Rex, what's your PB? Uh, now I, uh, seven nine on a large. I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you a seven pound clubber today. Okay. Hooking you up for your, All I'm, right. I'm hooking you well, up. I'm going to. I'm going to beat that this year. I know. I'm, I'm going to push for a 10 pounder. Well, nice. listen, I'm going to get you, I'm going to give you one because I want you to uh, be constantly reminded that it's a seven pounder and that you got to move up. Cause I sit here every day and I'm like five pounds is my, is my, is my PB. And, uh, I'm always the lowest. I, I keep in, I keep inviting you to go fishing with me. Listen, I'm trying to make, listen, monster bat. It's, it's Monster bass, as much as I would love it to be a uh, a 5013C, C3, 3C. Mm. Anyways, as much as I'd love it to be a nonprofit that uh, that gives to, you know, children or vets, yeah, everyone listening, I've got to try and figure out how I'm going to pay for, for college tuition. So I can't go fishing. I can't. Um... So there you go. Soon, soon, my friend, this summer, I'm learning how to give myself permission 
to breathe, slow down, and, and do things for myself. So I'm working on it, okay? I had a good therapy session this morning, and right. uh, I'm still meditating with Rafi for 15 minutes every day. Sometimes we call it napping, but either way, it's 15 <laughs> minutes of resting in the middle of the day, and we're doing a good job. <laughs> just just make Rafi work a little bit more and take a couple days off and come up. I'll get you a hotel room here at the casino and come out to the house and we'll have a bonfire, sit around, drink some beer. That's all the therapy you need. All right. You convince Rafi to drive me up and I'll go. Well, Rafi comes up this way all the time. Shoot, we'll go hang out at Rafi's house. He's got a place on the lake. All right, let's do it. You convince Rafi to invite me, and I'll go. Well, I know Rafi's listening, so Rafi, you know what to do. No, he's napping. I mean, meditating. Sorry. All right, uh, all right, T Rex, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on, and um, unless you got another question for this man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just sitting here drooling out all that stuff in the back. Kobe's, all that fishing gear. <laughs> Good luck with tight lines and happy birthday. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for being on the show. We always appreciate a great fisherman coming in here. So, sure Rick, thing. thanks for calling. Let me have it come in and wish me a happy birthday, and uh, I'll be sitting here listening. All right. Have a happy birthday, man. Have a good one. Have a good night. Bye. Take care. Thank you, Rick. All right. Well, that was T-Rex. We had to get him out of the way. Well, not get him out of the way, but you know, we had to give him his 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 due his due presence because he uh right. he's called in 61 times to this show. Good friend wow. of the good friend of the show and it's his birthday, so. Um That's if you great. haven't heard, Rafi's having a party at the Lake House. You're all invited. Um I'll give you his phone number right after this. I'll put it online and uh I'm sure that'll be really well. Let's talk about pre-spawn patterns. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I don't know if you have any baits handy or in the near vicinity. I do. Um, I do. You sure. do? Oh, uh, oh, oh! Is that what that is in the back? I can't <laughs> I tell. Mean, just like, uh, yeah, we could even talk about some of the bait hacks that I mentioned uh, in okay. the monster bass insert, right? Let's do it. So, so before we do that, if you had yeah. to venture to guess, yes, how many baits? are in the room that you're in right now. Good Lord. Man, if I had to guess. Yeah. 10,000. 10,000. So, so my, my podcast producer, Jared, um, for those of you at 12, 12, uh, 12 years old and, you know, earmuffs, he just dropped an F bomb <laughs> and, um, and then I watch smoke coming out of zero. Uh-oh. Hold on, folks. I don't know if I should do this right now. He got into Berkeley. Oh, Holy geez. crap. Holy crap. That's How about a, that? Oh, my God. Wow. Holy crap. You got to give me he, two minutes. He didn't Hold save on. you any money. Bro. Hi. Congratulations. Thank you. You're live on Monster Bass Live. You got into oh. Berkeley. I'm so proud of you, man. Thank you. Are you ex are you proud of yourself? Yes, I'm very excited. Oh my god. Congrats, dude. I'm so That's happy. Awesome. I'm so happy for you, Maximus. Thank you. Oh man. 
I love you so much. So I'm so uh, yeah. proud of you. Thank you. All right. I'll let you go back to your stuff. Thank you. Bye. Oh, my God. This is hard to pay for Berkeley, dude. Congrats. Oh, my God. No, Berkeley's. Berkeley's very affordable. Is because, it really? Oh, my God. So get this. You ready? So Berkeley, wow. because it's California, it's the number one public institution in the country. But because yeah. we're in California, his tuition's like 15 grand. That's unbelievable. Whereas if we go to USC... It's like UCLA and USC. UCLA, 15 grand. Go across the yeah. street to USC because it's private and I'm paying 80,000 bucks. That's so crazy. And here's wow. the thing. I don't think he's going to pick Berkeley. What? Because I Why? think he secretly wants to stay in LA with us. Like he'll live on campus, but I, I think he wants to be here. I just don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. I think Stanford, you know, I, I mean... I can't, I mean, if he got into Stanford, I, you can't say no to Stanford. No. You can't. No. I, I would, I would be like, ah, oh. anyway. God, that, that one, that's so good. Ah, oh, so proud of him. Sean said, when my parent, I, he says he wishes his parents were that cool. He called my mom and she said, I got to get back to work. Why didn't you get into Harvard? Sean, <laughs> John is a funny man. Yeah, that's, congratulations, though. Thank He's you. He's going to have good options. I mean, one down, several to go. I mean, right? It's a good indicator of what's to come. So he'll have choices. In yeah, I mean, uh, so there's a bit of a politician in him. So I think it's like, uh, you know, business, some tech, uh, pol political science. Okay. You, know, okay. you ever watch 30 Rock? Sure. Back in the day. Okay, my son is Alec Baldwin in that. He, I got you. I mean, he is truly, uh, I mean, that's just, that's just his character. That's my son. Yeah. He's, you know, yeah. he's the, he's the president of every club. Yeah. He, he takes his, he takes everything so seriously. He lives in my guest house. All right. Yeah. For those of you at home, I don't have like a, like a mansion with a guest. I have a little, like a little house on the other side of the pool. He lives in it. And, a dwelling. uh, call it sure. a dwelling you. Yeah, ADU. So, yeah, yeah. It's a little bigger than a dwelling unit, but it, I keep all the beer in the back house. Oh. He doesn't drink it. Hmm. I would have abused that thing so much. I would have had I would have had girls, I would have had parties, I would have had people coming and going. No, my son is like such an old soul and and so that. yeah, I'm so proud of him. Anyway, enough about him. Let's let's uh let's talk about pre-spawn patterns. Yeah, man, what you got? I'd like to know what you got. Like, I'm going fishing. What are my yeah. what are the patterns I should be uh, I should be throwing? So right now, where we are, most of the country, right? You know, it depends on where you live, right? But I'll just I'll just break it down for where I live. Okay. Right. That water temperature is you know high fifties. It's edging up on sixty. The bass are going to start a move towards those spawning bays. I'm really going to pay attention. To anything that has a channel swing bank close yeah. to a spawning bay so deeper water that hits the bank i'm looking for chunk rock i'm especially looking for where chunk rock meets pea gravel you know any any type of a cover change right so i'm going to look for hard bottom and i'm going to do one of two things mm -hmm. if the water's temps in the low 50s i'm going to start slow rolling a big thumper style spinner bait 
And if you've ever caught a five pounder, you probably caught them on a thumper spinner bait. I mean, there's a bunch of them out there. Strike King makes one. Uh, Man's makes a great one. You know, the classic from Hank Parker. There's a zillion of them out there. But when I say thumper spinner bait, I'm going to put one thing on them, put a red kicker blade on that thing. So big old gold, Indiana, Colorado, red kicker blade. Usually you get a lot of stained water this time of year. So I want chartreuse and white. I might put a small 2.8 or 3.0 um, swim bait on the back. So it's going to displace some water. You can put a grub on there. You can put a split tail trailer. You can put uh, a lot of different trailers on there and throw a trailer hook on it. And I'm going to slow wind that around steeper banks outside of spawning bays. So any type of secondary point might be good as well uh, before you go into a pocket. Uh, if you're fishing a pond, you want to, you know, you want to, you want to focus on slowing down. It's a bigger meal for those pre-spawn females. So I'm not trying to catch the one pounders right now. Right. I'm trying to catch the five so I can get the license plate from Rick. Yeah. Right? yeah. The five pound plus fish want a big meal. And what did you so, call it? What did you call that? The, the second blade, the red one? So it's a, it's a orange or a red kicker blade, you know, kicker like blade. Okay. Up. Yeah, the kicker kicker blade. So the kicker blade, I don't know, like, you know, everybody's heard of red crankbaits, red sure. chatterbait, red, red, red. What is it about red? I don't know. The bass bite it, it works. And so, and it shows up because they're fluorescent. These are fluorescent kicker blades, by the way. And so they show up in muddy water. They make them in orange mm -hmm. and red. So orange or red, no, no bad choice there. I always want a gold blade. And I want some type of a hot skirt, right? So all white, all chartreuse combination, white and chartreuse, whatever you want. Um, and I'm going to slow roll that again. 17 pound test. I mean, you can go down to 15. It's a half ounce to a three quarter or even a three eighths if you're fishing ponds and it's shallower. So match the size spinner bait to your water area. Uh, but that is that is accounted for me. And it works on tidal rivers. It works on lakes. It works anywhere. You better have a thumper spinner bait pre-spawn in the spring when that cold muddy water comes in because you're going to get it right mm -hmm. i mean spring yeah. rains man and it can it can it can make that water cold so a lot of vibration you can feel it and i mean you're winding it so you're grinding the bottom right and the rod just loads up and you just lean into them right and in general you you prefer is is it across the board that you prefer the uh, a gold <clears throat> gold blade always always because i'm generally fishing i want to find the dirty water right why do i want to find the dirty water either it's going to find me because it's everywhere on the lake right we fished kerr last week and we came in third we got option pot second place and literally the entire lake was stained because the wind was chucking for three days straight when prior that front moved in we were kind of fishing during the front blast off air temp was 34 34 degrees water temp was 52 53 we're fishing rock um staging areas a staging area can be deeper water outside of a spawning bay uh six to eight foot is where we found our fish um no giant bites just a bunch of solid two and three quarter to three and a half pounders so we were about a pound out of second and a few pounds out of first so we were missing a big bite we did not get that five pound bite i did have one fish pull off on arguably one of the best best baits this time of year if you're not slinging a rattle trap you're out of your mind uh half ounce to five eighths ounce to three quarter this is a three quarter and here's a little bait hack why did i drill a hole in that thing 
I took out some of the weights to make it lighter. So bigger bait, not mm. sinking as fast in shallower water. So bigger baits get bigger bites in the spring. I noticed you had a 2.5 square bill in your box, Rick. Yeah. Didn't you? Like, yeah. So that 2.5, everybody's all like fired up about the 1.5. I'm throwing a crankbait in the spring. I might be throwing a 4.0. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, not not the not what you're thinking. So, you know, Lucky Craft makes a BDS 4. Uh, Strike King makes a 2.5. I think they make a 3.5. And I think they make a giant one, too. But that 2.5 on average is going to get you a bigger bite. So that's a great bait to put in the box. I'm glad you put it in there. That's the one I would have tied on. I'd have a trap. I'd have a big square bill. I'd have one of my thumper spinner baits tied on. Um, and then I would go to work with some other baits. But those are three of my go-to baits, early spring, big bite. So for the trap, how, I caught the first two fish in the tournament last Saturday. It's a great conversation to have because we literally were faced with pre-spawn cold front conditions if you're fishing this time of year you're going to probably be faced with a cold front i wormed this rattle trap what do i mean by that a lot of people chuck and wind i i like to think about when i'm winding a bait depth speed and cadence mm. depth speed and cadence what depth are the fish at you could go shallow to deep or you start start deep to shallow. I prefer to start deep to shallow in the spring. Where are the fish? Are they 8 to 10? You know, my body's a water. 10 foot is really deep. I'm a river fisherman. But we were sure. fishing a lake last week. Very deep. But the fish were in 6 to 8. We found the depth on our second spot. I cast this trap out, not this one in particular. I was throwing a red trap, um, a one knock. Um, and I was letting it sink to the bottom. And then literally, as you would... I'd pull my rod tip to the side, reel up the slack. I was not steady winding. Mm -hmm. So I'm pulling the, the, the hard bait like a worm on the bottom. It imparts a different action when you use the rod tip versus winding it with your... So, and I'm sweeping the rod slowly, and I'm feeling for hard rock or cover. Does that make sense? Yeah, and totally. And literally, the bites felt like a worm bite. They didn't thump it, so I would wind, I would pull reel up the slack and go to pull again and it was soft and literally i caught two spotted bass almost back to back i had a, a third fish thump it which either means one of two things uh not a great color so mm -hmm. i did make a color change to chrome blue i can't go wrong with can't chrome, go wrong blue, chrome blue ever right so um it turned out that that was not the 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 bait that they wanted the the color for our stained water was literally a chartreuse and brown back. It wasn't this mm. bait, by the way. I'm just showing sure. you the color combination. You can't go wrong with chartreuse in the spring. It was stained water. The bait showing up for them, and they did want a flat side bait. So that's the fourth bait that I'm going to put in play, a flat side. I think you had a flat side in your box, right? We did. Striking flat side. Correct. I'm going to show you guys a trick to use with your, and I, and I know I put this in one of the bait hacker sections. So this is a shad wrap. Um, made by Rapala. This is goldfish is one of the iconic colors for spring, spring bass fishing. I weight my shad wrap. That is Rick. Do you golf? I do. Okay. So that's lead golf tape on the throat of this crankbait. Why do I do that? Two ways to make this bait slow sink yeah. suspend. I want it to suspend. 
crankbaits float, right? So when I am worming the shad wrap, and I do that a lot, just like I did the trap, right? You know, it might be those pea gravel banks that I was talking about mm-hmm. with chunk rock transition or to pea gravel, chunk rock to pea gravel. I'm going to worm any type of a crankbait I'm throwing. I don't care what you're throwing. I love a shad wrap, by the way, or flat-sided crankbait. Go-to for sure. Tight wiggle, tight vibration. Fish just respond. And by the way, they don't stop biting a flat-sided bait when spring is over. Right, right. Everyone thinks it's just a cold water bait. It is not. Right. But this lead makes the bait, as I contact rock, so I'm worming, I feel a big piece of chunk rock, my bait hits it, I stop. Instead of floating out of the strike zone, it stays there. Mm. And so it's right in that fish's face, right next to that rock. So you could test these. You don't, I don't look, I don't get goofy with them and like measure my water temperature in my bathtub and then go, okay, I need one more little strip of lead. I, I look at the bait in the water. If it's suspending, slowly rising, or even slow sinking. Here's a little tip. How many people knew that when KVD was beating everybody's ass on the ledges that he was fishing a sinking strike king crankbait? Probably nobody. Nobody knew. I mean, if you were in the know, you knew. Sure. Right? Yeah. That was one of the things, right? I think they they figured out a way to uh, get that bait to sink. I mean, hell, he might have just holes drilled into it. So, you know, the bait just filled up with water and it would sink like a rock. Because when you're KVD, if you're hanging up, doesn't matter. You got 20 more for free in your, in your box in the right. same coach. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, don't sleep on a sinking crankbait. Suspending crankbaits, nobody throws them because nobody takes the time to weight them. Very few companies make them. Everybody makes them float. So I think pre-spawn, having a suspending, slow sinking, or slow rising crankbait is really important. Mm. Fish are lethargic. It keeps it in the strike zone. They don't see crankbaits suspended like that in their face. So you're getting a bait to depth, and it's staying in that strike zone. So... And you're just literally using le- the lead the lead tape that you'd use for golf. That's right. Lead tape. And you can cut it to, to shape to the throat. If you really want to get goofy, you can take fingernail polish yeah. like you can find. Sure. Hot orange. I've got a bunch of bottles over there. You know, Orly makes them. Sally Hansen makes them. You can steal some from your wife. They make them in a zillion colors. They make them in literally shad patterns. They make them in hot fluorescent orange. And a hot fluorescent orange, as you see on the belly, yeah. is right there and i could just continue it up so hit it with a little but you know they'll still bite it like that i'm yeah, just showing course. you guys how i do it you can also use lead wire on the back as another bait hack uh which um will give this kind of a rear weighting and make a potato chip like lure easier to cast because the whale it is tail weighted if that makes any sense but it's going to suspend kind of tail down doesn't seem to bother the fish i've caught in both ways i put lead here I've put it here, as you see, and I've also wrapped lead wire around really tough, you know, tough, tough conditions when the wind's chucking, but that's all the bite. So you must have a flat sided crankbait. Potato chip crankbaits work. You know, flat A is a great one. The one that you put in the box, I think it was the square bill flat A. I mean, striking square bill, uh, flat side square bill, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Great bait. Great bait. No question about it. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to the phone line. Yeah, let's do it. Um, this guy's actually in your neck of the woods. He's, Who is uh, it? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know that I, he'll have to decide if he can say his name. I mean, he does have classified G14 clearance with a Pentagon. So, oh, man, what? you know, 
I know about it because my clearance level is the same, but let's see what he has to say. Yeah. Hello, sir, and uh, happy, hey. belated, happy belated birthday. We got another birthday. That's... Thank you very much. Thank you for the shout out last week. Sorry I couldn't be on. But, uh, hey, I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I'm here in, in Fredericksburg, Virginia there, Eric. Oh, wow, there you go. Yeah, you are in my neck of the woods. Yeah, and I heard you talking about the weather coming up. Uh, you know, I was I was planning to do some fishing this weekend, but I don't think the conditions are going to be very good. But I wanted to ask you a question. I want to get your input on that. Sure. Um, obviously, if you're in Carolina, uh, you know, temperatures tomorrow are going to be, you know, close to 70, but that wind is going to kick up. Yep. We're looking at up to 50 knot winds in my area. Wow. So the thought of getting out on the water is uh, <laughs> about none. Exactly. And then the temps drop again Saturday night. Sunday is going to be mostly sunny. The water temps about 47 degrees. Ooh. And I'm fishing extremely clear water. Yep. Uh, and the winds are going to be, you know, irregular 10 knots. But I think that it's, it's going to be post front. Yeah. What would you throw? Man, so clear water. <laughs> um, yeah, post frontal for sure, right? I mean, I think, you know, one of two things, yep. man. Something on the bottom that you can keep in front of their face, right? Finesse TRD, got it in your box, um, you know, and literally just crawl it along and shake it in place. I, I'm looking for gravel at this, any rock that holds heat, right? um again channel swing banks uh way off the end of points are you fishing a river or a lake nah i'm fishing a reservoir up here okay gotcha gotcha steep so bank kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's deep it's real deep uh not a whole lot of ledges a few humps here and there but uh yeah, yeah we've been having a heck of a time getting stuff out of here <laughs> Man, have you have you thrown any jerk baits? And, and and I think you got a downsize, right? Like clear water, light line. Don't sleep on light line. Uh, typically, like it, it's really interesting. You know, Travis was on the show last week, and he and I had a discussion. And um, I was paying attention to to one of his sponsors when they talked about the Canadians. You know, the Canadians can catch them. Gussie just won the classic. Yeah. So don't sleep on Canadian advice, which I'm about to give you. Um, I, I have cashed checks by downsizing my line from eight pound to seven. And then I don't even think that's light enough. I think going to six, you will double your bites, especially if you're fishing open water and you're not throwing it in a treetop. If you're not throwing six pound test, you really are cheating yourself out of bites you will get a lot of bites. You can even step it down to four, I think, unless you're fishing a tournament and you care about potentially losing a fish, uh, you will be amazed at the difference in terms of bite generation. Uh, and that goes for six pound test, yeah. finesse style jerk baits, uh, whatever. I mean, uh, finesse style crank baits. Uh, there's a lot of JDM crank baits that I like that are finesse style. And they make a bunch of them. Strike King makes a 1.0 square bill. Don't sleep on it. I, I Rick, I don't know if it was in the box. And uh, Brian Rand, thank you. It was the chick magnet that I was talking about. Don't sleep on that chick magnet. Hell of a bait. But th this little crankbait right here, that's made by Norris. Uh, it's a crappy style crankbait. 
There's a bunch of American-made crappy-style crankbaits that you can go to. Throw it on light line, man. Um, I'm going to give you one more. Well, I you have... know. Go ahead. So here's the thing. The, uh, the jerkbait bite was on big time yep. about two weeks ago. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the spinnerbait bite turned on. Sure. And uh, we were catching fish that had eight to 10 inch alewives in their mouths. So they're looking for big, big forage right now. So I, I don't know if downsizing, I mean, if you pulled up a fish and it had an eight inch alewive in its mouth, would you still downsize? It, uh, on a cold front situation where the temperature dropped 40 degrees, you're damn right. <laughs> I mean, two ways to test it, right? Yeah. Throw a mag craft freestyle um, in, in, in the pearl color or some big, you know, six, seven inch swim bait. If you're a glide baiter, or you can throw, you know, a standard soft bait, a Huddleston uh, in a shad and, um, you know, slow roll that around because uh, that's my MO during the spring, man. I love a big bait in the spring. I just talked about a 4.0 crankbait, a big old, uh, you know, thumper <laughs> spinner bait with a, with, a, with, a, with a shad trailer on the back. Um, heck yeah, man. But if the temperature dropped that severe and you're fishing the bluebird day, I mean, two ways to go about it. You can upsize or yeah. downsize and see if it works. Yeah. Yeah, very don't, true. Well, how, yeah, don't, you know, don't online size when you, when it's tough, when it gets grindy, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll use most, most of the time I'm throwing eight pound tests. I'll go lighter than that if I need to. But, uh, sure. so yeah, I really appreciate that. Appreciate yeah, that advice. You? But, yeah, uh, I, you know, what, I want to add for Rick is uh, Monster Bass Cares. Actually, uh, we supported our first uh, tournament March 18th and 19th in Georgia for Talking Rock Outpost. Uh, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago when I called in and we were talking about it. Uh, they support uh, vets going through uh, PTSD and things like that. And uh, they had a very successful tournament. We've gotten some pictures. I'm waiting on more to come in. And uh, since then, we got we got a few other folks that uh, I've gotten a few emails from uh, Monster Bass Customer uh, Service. And a couple other people have reached out to me independently. And I think that uh, this is going to be a success. And I appreciate everyone, uh, you know, making the donations to Monster Bass Cares, I think it's really going to be a, a, a good thing to do. So that's what I got for today. Hey, thank you. And for those that are tuning in for the first time, you want to tell them what Monster Bass Cares is and how they can uh, how they can support this cause? Sure, sure. So in the middle of the screen there, you see Monster Bass Cares. It's a Venmo code, so you can just jump on that. And uh, this originated from people who are donating money through uh, – the super chat and that money, not even half of it was going to where we needed it to go. So we found a different way to do this. This is all open and above board. Rafi and I have been working on this. Uh, we still got some others that we're coming out with, but, uh, so this is, this is a way for folks to donate money to support our veterans and first responders in, uh, supporting their veteran and first responder fishing tournaments where we can actually send the monster bass boxes with products in it to give out as uh, prizes. Uh, 
for these vets, whether it's whether it's you know like a a, a raffle, a door prize, or part of or part of their uh, part of their package giveaway for the tournament. Uh, it, it gets our name out there, shows that we support the veterans and first responders, and I think it's just a, a great idea. And I again, I really appreciate folks donating. Well said. Thank you. We're happy. We're happy. We're happy to be a part of it. Anything we we can do to give back to, uh, to, um, sorry, I'm having, I'm having a moment cause, uh, my mom's texting me and, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm just, I'm, I'm just really proud. I'm, I'm, really, I'm just really proud of my kid, man. He, he works so hard. Yep. So, um, you should be. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Good I'm really, I'm really happy that we that we can be a Good. part of Monster Bass Cares and that we can give to to people that give and sacrifice so much just so that we can have the very freedoms that most of us just take for granted every single day, like literally every single day. And we like to shit on this country and we like to talk about all the stuff that we do wrong. And you know what? We're not perfect. Nobody is. We make mistakes just like everybody else. But you know what? <laughs> these guys do exact. These women and men they do exactly what they're asked to do. And, and no questions asked so that we can live here in this country. And for that, I'm very grateful. And if I can give back in any way, makes me makes me really proud to be a part of it. And that's why I think that, uh, you know, what you're doing and, 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 and how you're going to work with Rafi to build out this program is really special. And, and thank you for, for spearheading this with us. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Problem. Glad to do it. All right, man. Well, listen, I'm going to... Uh, All right, bye. We'll let you go, and uh, thank you very much for calling in, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for the questions. Good talking All right, to you, man. Thanks. You got it. All right. All right. You too, buddy. All right. Bye. All right. Yeah, man. Bye. All right. I think we got one. More. We got another caller. He's been waiting twenty minutes to ask you questions. What? Yeah, twenty minutes. <laughs> what do you What do you know about this product? I don't know about it, man. <laughs> I uh, I have not seen the Ultimate Frog yet. I feel like Live Target was one of those brands that came out and when Grant, I think it was Grant, right? Grant? Yeah. Yeah. When Grant started, it was like they were doing some special stuff. And then, yeah, you know, were, as um, as companies do, they they got to try and make a lot of money. And so yeah, then yeah, the soft spooky. smelt and the, yeah, yeah. The, the sunfish came out and, you know, and then they sold to Mustad. And we'll see what Mustad can do with it. Hopefully, they can revitalize this brand. We can talk about this thing a little bit later. That's but before right. we I mean, do. Their, their frog was dynamite. I have caught a ton of river fish on their frogs. Yeah, yeah. My frog, man. Right material, right hook, right it's profile, tough. right action. Just, uh, it's a it's a slayer. And it's just the the standard hollow, hollow, hollow body frog that they have. Yeah, it's a great frog. Uh, 100%, man. Yeah. I wish they stopped making the, I wish they didn't stop making the, the blue the way they made the blue. Um, sometimes they change body color and, you know, tail material. So tell them to bring that back, man. If you Wait, when you say the blue, blue, what do you mean by the blue? The body and the blues oh. that used to be on the belly of the frog and the, and, the, and the skirt material out of the back. So, yeah, man. Yeah, that was a money, money, money frog. The black one with the blue. Black and blue. Because, you know, black and blue, man. Black and blue yeah. jig, black and blue Senko. I mean, great, great contrast. Can't, can't beat it. Heck yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, right. let's let's go to this one. Let's see what he has to say. Uh, go ahead, caller. Hey, what's up, Rick? It's Ralph Foley, Army Outdoors. Ralph, how are you, sir? 
I am wonderful. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm clearly I'm having a pretty good day. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. That is awesome. I'm so yeah. happy for you. Yeah, today. thank so, you, man. Huge achievement. I'm really proud. I'm really, really, right proud. Proud. I'm really proud of him, man. He, he works so hard. He's such a good human being. He's so much better. So much better than me. <laughs> no, you are awesome. Too. All that you do and everything you do for veterans, first responders, and all that, that that's, that's what I call good karma. You Thank do good deeds, and I think it all comes back to you. Thank you. Thank you. I was feeling good, and then Sean Lai brought uh, up the uh, old fat bastard frogs, and... Uh, <laughs> Commonly known as commonly known as one of the two biggest mistakes I've ever made in terms of putting product in the box. I put a fat bastard frog and I put a scatter shad. Oh. God, if I could take those things back, I'll never forget. I'm sitting there and I'm listening to Dave and he's like, yeah, Mustad's got this bladed jig. It's called the scatter shad. And I'm like, I know nothing about it. And I, I put it out to people. I'm like, what do you guys think? And nobody, nobody had used it. And I remember I, I looked at the reviews on Tackle Warehouse and somebody called it garbage. They said it was, a, it, was a, it was hot garbage. And I was like, I told Davey, I was like, we shouldn't put this in the box. The reviews say, the reviews suck. And, uh, and I was like, and Mustad was really like, you know, wanting to develop this relationship with us. They want me to standardize on mustad hooks for all our baits. And I said, no, cause I want to BKK. And, and, uh, they gave us this price and I remember saying yes. And I, you know, I still have like 2000 of those things in my warehouse that I couldn't give away if I tried. Like I just list them as like, here, you can have them for a buck 99. Just take them. They're just taking up space in my warehouse. <laughs> But, you know, what can you do? <laughs> On to bigger and better things. Do you have a question, Ralph, for this man that has like oh, yeah, 10,000? Well. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I'm done talking. Go ahead. No, I was just like tons of questions after going down there for the Classic this weekend and watching that unfold. That was awesome. Um, but uh, I guess the question would be like, so I fish a small lake on, on the base I'm on about 80 acres void of structure as in docks and buildings yep. and anything like that. Um, yep. Water, grass, and a couple of stick-ups here and there. But um, yep. I've been out. We had our fall spring. I caught five fish, and then I caught another one just yesterday. But I prefer to power fish. Yeah. And I actually, the one yesterday was on the uh, Money Badger. But how do you, nice. like force yourself to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. Right on a shallow. I got up in a cove and just shot it straight down the middle where I yep. knew there was like a rise and flow of the grass as the summer goes um, and pulled a little one pounder out of there. But um, this year I want to focus on fishing more slow and making myself fish slow as far as worms and uh, Texas sure. rig, drop shot, things like that. So yeah, like any, any, tips for that for like the, I guess part of it for me is the patience aspect like I just gotta keep moving so when I'm sitting there just up I'll and down you, it's kind of yeah. I get a little fancy I, sometimes so I think maybe I'm working it too fast I get it I get it I get it I think a great thing for you to put in your hand and only take one bag and a pack of wacky hooks and I, I like a weighted wacky this this takes care of the uh, and, I, and, I, and I brought them out um, 
there's a lot of weighted wacky out there. You can you can find them. Or you can make your own. Um, so this is you know this is a weighted ultra wacky head. There, there's a ton, and this is a weedless version, one thirty second ounce. You can weight a wacky worm, and what I want you to fish is a wacky senko. Um, any senko style bait because uh, it's got salt in it. It's going to help it, but the weighted wacky head. Uh, is a great way to get the bait down and you can kind of be active with this presentation it is a great way to catch pre-spawn big females that are moving up to the bank you know the bucks move up first that one pounder that you caught maybe is a buck that's moving up and you know the females that are going to spawn with that buck are not far behind so the weighted wacky is um, you know, you can cast it out to any area where you think a fish is going to be holding. And I, 80 acres, I mean, you can cover a lot of a lot of ground walking around the bank doing that, right? Well, I'm on a boat, so. Oh, you're in a boat. Oh, well, 80 acres, you can, you can fish a lot of that. Water. That's yeah. great. That's great. So, you know, again, if you know there are deeper areas or shallower areas or spawning bays, you know, you know the banks that get the light first, right? They're going to be the warmer banks. Those are the banks that those fish are going to spawn on first. Yeah. But the weight wacky is I cast it out as that bait is sinking. I'm shaking it. I'm shaking my rod tip on a slack line as the weighted wacky is sinking. And then once I think it hits the bottom, I'll pause it for a second and pull it back up, just a straight pull back up, and then okay. shake it on the way down. You can literally make a lot of presentations, and they are a sucker for a five-inch Senko in spring. Um, you can make your own weighted wacky. You can clip a. You can get a, a, a at Bass Pro Shops. There's my favorite wacky hook. They sell it for fly tying. It's it's the Gamakatsu V10S Stinger. Um, it's a it's a pro style hook. It catches them. Mustad uh, makes uh, they make a hook like that now. VMC makes a weedless wacky hook like that, built on that same style hook. Um, but you can just you know crimp a split shot on the front of the nose if you if you want to weight it. That that weighted wacky um, technique originated in Japan, and it was called inchy wacky, inchy, inchy wacky, inchy wacky, inchy wacky, and the flip shake made by Jack Wolf was made for that technique. Weighted wacky Shin Fukai. Watch the video on YouTube about Shin and how he fishes the weighted wacky. Gamakatsu makes an ultra head that's a weighted wacky. It's got titanium weed guards, lots of weighted wacky, but weighted wacky. That I don't want you to have to wait for a wacky worm to you know fall slowly through the ground. I want that thing falling, but you're actively shaking it on the way down. Does that make sense? Not on the way up, you're shaking yeah. your rod tip way down. And then you're making lots of presentations. That's what I go to. Yeah, five, ten feet off the bank. So that's a way to get you fishing worms, if you know, in a soft plastic in a presentation that you know you can cover a lot of ground and you will catch them. Um, I put a lot of tournament fish in the boat uh, along riprap banks, uh, along channel swing banks, in spawning bays where the bucks have moved up, and I'm catching one pound bass on laydowns because the bucks move up first making the bed before the females get there and the females are under the boat. So just back off if you're catching smaller fish on the bank because that's coming up soon. You'll know the transition when you start catching smaller fish near the bank. The females are right off waiting to come up. Weighted wacky, man. That's yeah, that's actually, yeah, that makes sense from last and, and the that other makes sense from last year, yeah. They, they will be... Yep, yep. 
The other thing you can do, which is fishing slow but fast, is a power shot. I don't know if you like to, you know, if you're if you're a bait caster guy, um, you know, you can rig up a drop mm -hmm. shot on a bait casting rod. You can put a heavier weight on it, and you can literally plow that thing anywhere you want to, and uh, you can make a lot of presentations um, doing that. So that's power finesse, in my opinion. You fish it faster, you fish it power, heavier gear, make the presentations, uh, and, and do it that way. Weighted wacky though, be my number one thing. Yeah, because it gets shallow really quick. It, yeah, because it'll get shallow. shallow really quick. You'll be, I could be sitting in ten feet of water, and then the whole back of the cove with the grass line might only be like four or five feet, and then the shore even shallower than that. But then you get out of the middle, and it'll drop to forty feet, especially where the um the drain is for the lake. Yeah, yeah. Well, those those larger like bass the deepest are really is like forty two feet. Yeah, and don't ignore the grass. I don't know what kind of grass you got, but uh, if it's milfoil or coontail, man, those bass will spawn right in it, in between bare spots in the holes, man. You yeah, I think it's a little bit of both because they put they put grass park on the lake to try and keep it down. So, ooh, yeah, they'll 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 take care of all of it. That'll be tough. Yep. Yeah, awesome, they man. put koi park in there four or five years ago. Four of them should work. <laughs> nice, man. Well, tight lines. Uh, try that weighted wacky and see what you think. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. You got it. Appreciate it, Rick, and thank you, thank you for everything, Rick. Again, all that you do, and uh, uh, yeah, it's true. See you here in a few months when I get out there, baby. I don't know. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling in, Ralph, right. or should I say, Master Sergeant? All right. Yeah. And thank you for your service. <laughs> Well, once I get out there, it'll change the first sergeant. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> All right, man. We'll, we'll talk with you soon. I should be out there. All right, later. All right, bye. Oh, my goodness. Weighted wacky, man. Inchy wacky, born in Japan, brother. Inchy wacky. It's mm. funny. So I, I went to Japan with my son in November. And yeah. everyone's like, I need you to go to the shop. I need you to go to the tackle shop. I need you to get me this. I need you to get me that. I need you to get me this. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you could have shopped days. Yeah. If Brendan had had his way, I would have traded my son for, like, some, I don't know, swim baits that, like, I had never even heard of. Yeah. Yep. 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 There you go. I mean, I gotcha. why is it? Okay. So, but why is it so special? JDM baits. Um, some are super special, man. The way they engineer, of course, their design is just uh, beautiful. I sure. Mean, are you kidding me? I mean, everything that they do, I mean, lure designers there are heralded, right? They're, they're on a pedestal. I mean, bass aficionados and bait aficionados over there will have a little corner in the room and they dedicate it to special lures bait makers the way they package things and the design that goes into it some of it you know obviously is marketing but you know um before the jackhammer man i had my my way with a a, a chatterbait that was oh i know which one it is you gave me a schooling on this yeah it's the magula monster moth chatter man and um you know obviously there was no international patent so there was no patent infringement but they what they figured out is the way they engineered and designed that head and the blade and the connection they made it an instant hunting chatterbait yeah like this thing is just all over the place mm -hmm. like a moth so you know they really think about how they engineer things um i mean can you argue with the success of the vision 110 
uh, Ito engineering, you know, uh, flap slap, you know, secondary action that they put into the baits. They really think through it, man. I mean, one of my favorite spinner baits of all time is a, is a no longer made, you know, Jackal super eruption. Mm. Uh, it's just built right. Everything's correct. And it just gets bit. It just okay. gets bit. Okay. Let's talk about that for a minute. Like you talk about baits, like the Jackal super eruption, like why wouldn't I just take the Jackal super eruption and give it to somebody and say, make this for me because no one's making it. You could reverse teardrop blade, super stainless steel wire, thin cut skirt, you know, uh, owner, owner, super crazy, sharp hook. It's, uh, it's got a lot of flow to it. Head design, um, the vibration of a reverse teardrop bait, you know, it gives the flash of a willow and the vibration of a Colorado. It's the and shape it, of the blade. It's not your standard willow blade. It's not your standard Colorado. It's not your Indiana. And so it's just got the right combination. The beads are welded. So the blades spin immediately upon water contact. If I drop the spinner bait as I'm reeling it up to a stump and drop it for a second, the blades engage instantly because they're welded in place. There's no movement of the bead and the blade up and down the clevis, if that makes any sense. Huh. Okay. I'm, look, I'm looking at them now. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, it's a badass bait. Won my championship on it, man, on the upper bait. 22 pounds. Four it's ounces. not even an expensive bait. I could buy this thing for $8. There you go. Yeah. There you, there you go, folks. Buy it. The Jackal Super Eruption or it's Super Eruption bad. Junior. Yeah, well, the Junior's different. It's a smaller, compact spinner bait. You know, there's, there's uh, you know, like in every category, there's finesse and, and you know, baits designed with intention. I love a little compact spinner bait. Um, you know, I make one for the Bass Lab. It's a river rat. It's small. It's compact. It's got a haywire twist on it. It's a smaller frame than any spinner bait. It's got a hidden weight to it. I mean, it's just got all the right ingredients in it, and it gets bit. It's it's correct. Uh, it's shape, profile, vibration. Hmm. Sometimes you just hit that money combination, and the the Japanese do it a lot. Um, you know, and they look. You got to tip their hat to design and color and sure sexiness i mean that catches bass fishermen the allure of i can't get it here right right sure it's exclusive bass fishermen are suckers man i'm the biggest one of all and i'm talking to you from a room full of stuff i've been collecting but there are baits that are special that you know no other bait does i mean they're bladed crankbaits I, th I think they were the first to put a blade on a crankbait uh the hunting action and i put it up against you know my buddy uh had you know, on the water experiences with Pete Luzik from the Bass University, he's throwing a regular Z-Man, no jackhammer at the time. And I'm throwing my super, or, I mean, my Magula Monster, you know, Imakatsu chatterbait. And I'm literally whipping his ass from the back of the boat. And he's throwing at the laydowns before I get a chance to throw. And I'm coming right behind him and catching him, you know. And he, he literally was like, I've had it. Give me your rod. I want to throw this lure. And 150 yards, he caught two, three and a half. And we looked at each other and said, sometimes it is the bait. Um, you know, uh, a waddle bat against the minus one, my buddy Bob Cherry. I literally saw the fish come out of the laydowns and he took first cast on every single prime lot. Too many experiences. I, I, I did it with the super eruption with him. I was crushing him. And he's thrown his leverage spinnerbait at the time. And he picked up a classic man's classic iconic spinnerbait. Just couldn't match it, man. And I mean, maybe I had a little bit something going different on depth and speed. Don't know, but I don't think so. Sometimes it is the bait. Not saying all the time, but sometimes it is the bait. 
vibration, profile, depth, speed, cadence. There's so many. That's the magic of bass fishing. Mm. And the Japanese, I feel, put a lot of design and magic into their baits. And it's all about belief. If you believe it's better, it is. Sure. If you want yeah, if, it, if, if you feel I, good. I it's Listen, I, I, used, I, I just had this conversation with my son about, like, I remember when I when I bought like my first pair of like really expensive shoes. I think I bought a pair of like Allen Edmonds, you know, the the classic oh, yeah. and they're you know, they're heavy and and you put those on and it's just you walk differently in them. You feel differently in it when you're wearing a suit than you do when you're just wearing like a hundred and whatever. No, doubt, like, no, doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So and if you think it, you feel it. Right. And and so yeah, I get it. Like if you're uh... his belief, right? And and a lot of times when I'm team fishing, I'm fishing behind a really good stick. We're team partners, but initially I might have been in a club, I'm on the front of the boat. I want to have something unique. Mm. And that's just that's what drives me. I like to find something different. So there are a lot, and look, I'm a balsa nut. And so all the great balsa, in my opinion, is made right here. The balsa makers are right here. And you're starting to see like the chick magnet. That's that's not a plastic design. That, right. That's a that's a design that came from East Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, the Fritz side, you know, that's from the mind of David Fritz, who was born in Balsa. I mean, David, the DT. I mean, is that a David Fritz design? I think sure. it is. Yeah, for They're sure. The best it's ever made production, not from Japan. Painted well. I mean, it's not an American company, but you know, Finland sure. or whatever. Yeah. Initially. But uh, so there's a lot of great plastic production baits that are made right here in the good old U.S. of A. Um, you know, we talk about it. Some some companies are still using the soft plastic that I really like. Gives it a softer sound, maybe mimics wood more. But there's a lot of brand new baits that are made in China that just freaking catch the fire out of them still sure. today. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, again, you don't have to go to Japan to catch them. You I can catch it. them right here. Good old stuff that's made in the U.S.A., man, or, or made in China, sold in the U.S.A. Sure. Under a U.S.A. label. You get it. Yeah. Totally. I'm not a Japanese snob. Don't yep. believe me. There's a lot of American baits in my hands every time I go fishing. Get it. It's, it's all over the world. I mean, lots of different designs. You know, who knows where they're making them. But the balsa that I buy, made right here. Love it. Let's uh, let's go to Texas and take a call. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it, man. This guy looks like he's never called before, so I'm excited. All right, go ahead, caller. Where are you from? What do you mean I've never called before, Rick? Who is this? I called you. How you doing, Rick? Who is it? This is Robert. Robert. Ghostweek. Yeah, Ghostweek, Texas. Robert Barnes. How's it going, man? It's going good. I enjoy your show. Thank you for supporting the veterans, man. You're very welcome. You're doing an awesome job, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I got a question for you. For me? All these boxes I've been getting from you, the baits I don't use, what can I do with them? I mean, donate them. You could you could go down to the well. First of all, let me ask you why you don't need them. Great question. Because I don't believe those work in these Texas lakes over here. Is it because it's not a technique that you typically throw, or you don't you just don't think it's the right pattern? Uh, both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Well, right now, our Texas Lake on the west side of 35 is very low. Like, one lake is 25, or no, 20 feet low. And some of them 15, and everything else is really low over here. Okay, so give me an example of a bait that you don't think you can use on it. 
I don't use chatterbaits. I use the rattle traps really good and uh, the beetle spins, uh, umbrella rigs okay. for the stripers. The last box you got me, it's, I'm not you know, trying to super complain your boxes. This is, these baits here in Texas, we don't use these. What don't you use? Well, we use, I don't use the uh, chatterbait. Okay. And and you don't use the chatterbait because no, it's just not, to... let me ask you this. You don't throw a chatterbait because you, you haven't done it much, you don't feel confident with it, or you, or you just don't think it's going to catch fish. The first part, I don't feel confident that I don't use as much. Okay. But Eric, the other baits yeah. are really good. All right, Eric, and what what I, would you I would say? Fish that yeah. rattle trap just, I mean, that uh, chatterbait, just like you fish your rattle trap. You can yo-yo okay. that. You can, you know, slow roll it. Um, uh, uh, you know, you're looking to, to, do you have any grass on your lake? <laughs> no. Okay, gotcha. All right, so no grass. No grass, really. That's good. That's good. You can, in colder temps in the early spring, you can kind of slow roll that chatterbait. You got the right. big bladed chatterbait right in the box, right? Didn't you put a big bladed chatterbait in there, Rick? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that I got it. I'm going to try a new technique with those baits, I guess. Yeah, that thing should get you. But that rattlesnake, I saw eight and a half. Yeah, I would slow roll that big bladed chatterbait around, especially pre-spawn, man. I mean, it's probably getting in Texas. They're probably right. already doing the thing. I don't know how what your water temp is, but uh, man, I mean, uh, you can you know you can yo-yo a chatterbait. You know, when I say yo-yo, just like you yo-yo a trap, cast it out, let it sink to the bottom, pull your rod tip up to twelve, and right, let it right. sink on black line. You can worm that thing along if it's colder temperatures. Um, you know, uh, lots of ways. And and listen, when you're fishing a chatterbait, you know, when I'm fishing a spinner bait, a chatterbait, a bladed bait. I'm putting a little bit of rod tip action in, so I'm reeling steady, and then, you know, I might give it a pop, and that'll make that spinnerbait, you know, uh, speed up, the, the blades will flare, and I'm pausing for a split second. Same thing with a chatterbait. You know, if you're slow, steady wind in a chatterbait, you can pop the tip a little bit, but generally a slow wind is really good. Uh, or you can do a, a, a little hitch, right. like three or four fast turns and burn it. Not the big bladed one, the other chatterbaits. Um, and, you know, right. I don't know if the uh you know what your trailer choice would be but you can't go wrong um you know on a chatterbait with any type of a, a fluke style bait or even a z craw or some type of craw but i would rig it vertical not with the legs going like that i want to rig it vertical so more right. shad give you a little bit more hunting action so um yeah you okay gotta, you put some real action rod tip action in that chatterbait and, you know, of course, when you contact cover, if, if you were grass, you'd be snapping it. But, uh, man, just mix it up with your cadence because, uh, you know, we talked about depth, speed, and cadence in any lure you're fishing. Am I burning a spinner bait? Am I slow rolling it? Am I putting a little hitch in it? You know, a crankbait? Am I burning that crankbait? Am I slow rolling it, worming that crankbait? Man, a bladed jig is 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 very similar to a rattle trap in the vibration. So um, give it a shot, man. All right, I appreciate that, Eric. 
Yeah, my buddy it. I go fishing with, he's constantly on crappie a lot. He don't yeah. give me a chance to bass fish. Oh, yeah. that okay. There's a lot of crappie here. Oh, yeah, I bet there's some big ones down there for sure. Yeah, one guy I know here in, in this small town, he caught 100 in one day. Wow. That's a lot of fish sandwiches. That's a ton. Oh, yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> That's a ton. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, good luck out there trying it. Thank you for the yeah, so here's my challenge. To, here's my challenge to you. I want you to take that. I want you to okay. take those bladed jigs. I want you to take them out. Okay. I want you to tr give them a try. Listen to what Eric uh -huh. said, and then I want you to call back in, and I want you to tell me what you caught. Yeah, it won't be any time soon because we don't go that often because we work in uh, the lake levels, like I said, low. All right, okay. I want you to try that same technique in in, in another lake. I don't care what lake you're fishing. I want you to try it. That's right. And I'm looking forward to it. All right. To I will. Rick. I All right, bro. My, my she thick award when you catch that five pounder down there Ooh. in Texas. On that big lake. There you go. I appreciate you guys. Y'all are awesome. Appreciate you, you man. Thanks it. for, thanks for your support. Thanks, Love you, man. Thank you. Take care. All right. Let's do man. Thanks. All right. Uh, let's see what we got here. Oh, we have one call. I'm still waiting on Brendan. Give, oh, he's going to take uh, Brendan. Okay. Okay. Uh, how you doing on How you doing on time, Eric? I'm good. Probably going to cut off at 7.30. Oh, my God. Right. Wait, 7.30? Yeah. yeah, I mean, my time. Wouldn't that be 8.30 right now? Sorry. Yeah, my, uh, oh, don't sorry. worry. We're, 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 we're just about done. All right. <laughs> Let's all take... Uh, Let's all take a collective sigh, a, a big deep breath. <sighs> That's good, man. That's good. Yep. Go ahead, caller. It was officially Domestic Pose Week at the forum this week. So just know. They had the old rock group Depeche Mode at the forum. They were sold out. It always warms my heart to see these old bands come to like and lost one of their lead singers, I guess, through COVID last year. But they tell me the guys put on a good show. I talked to the production manager there, and it was a crowd of crazy people. But the rain is still falling, of course. It's raining again today here in Los Angeles. But man, oh, man, Rick, we got the man himself on your show, you know. Mr. Gamet loves himself some epic Eric because he knows bass like I love the bass that he knows. I appreciate all the knowledge, man, and I'm telling you, it is a, a good thing that I'm talking to you now because I'm going to send it off just like I sent it to Travis. When you go on that quest to come west for the big bass, we want you coming on through Los Angeles. Rick, you got to put that production together, my man. We want epic Eric looking for his double-digit bass between here and Texas to see if he can get some big bass. We would love to see him get a double-digit bass because him and Travis on TV, they make a good show, and he's always appreciated. They just don't know how much they're appreciated right now. Now, officially, that's what I'm going to be looking for. Now, appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it. I did. I did in Florida. I was recently in Florida. Rick, I don't know if you know this. It was a grinder. Fished cold front on the beginning of the trip. Missed the moon phases. I, looking at a looking at a moon about a quarter of a moon in the sky. They say if you can see the moon in the sky when you are fishing during the day, pack it up and go home. Um, last day of my Florida trip. 
last hours on the water, Rick, I yeah. catch a 25 inch largemouth oh. asked to catch on film. I got to show you the picture, man. It's on my Instagram. Okay. But uh, it's the, it was the biggest bass of my life by wow. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. By a lot. And uh, pretty proud of that catch, my friend. There it is. What do you think, Rick? Dang. That's a big fish. Hold on. Look. Here you go. Wow. That yeah. makes everybody get excited when they see the big fish, man. Congratulations, Eric. Wow. <laughs> Don't know if it was a double digit, man. We just boarded her and put her back, man. Put her on the working class zero uh, measuring board. So she, she hit the tip at 25, man. That is an old fish. That's a big fish. And see, guys, you know, I love the big baits. I love throwing the big rods with the big baits. I love my Magnum cranks. He talked about Magnums a little bit. But, Eric, you got every bait known to man probably sitting around you right there. Now, people haven't noticed it. They haven't thought about it. The last two Bassmaster Classics have been won on a little jig head with a little type of fluke on it. Now, Eric, can you show one of those little jig heads you got around you? Because Rick has put out a box with Lunker Hunt, Strike King, yeah. and Z-Man with a fluke-style bait in the box that anybody with a little bit of knowledge should be able to put a little jig head or a jig head type hook on that thing and do a little flutter hook and get yourself some fish in those pressured waters. Officially, Eric, can you pull one of those little jig heads out and show what they've been catching those bass on? When Gussie went deep to get fish on that little jig head, it's the same type of technique that Jason Christie used to get his fish that's close to $600,000 have been won on a little jig head and cashing a check. Man, that is just the most amazing thing you could actually ask for when you see somebody <laughs> catching fish and other people can't catch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Little, Mr. Gambit, I, just just out of curiosity, that man—that's for sure. How, how much cardio do you do, <laughs> guys? I'm in shape. I put in the work when I need to put in the work. Trust me, God is not going to give me a suffering death. I know when I go, I'm probably going to go quick. I've already told my kids I'm probably going to talk and enjoy myself to the last moment. Just know if I die on some white sandy beach with a mai tai in my hand and a hot chick beside me, I'll die happy. <laughs> <laughs> You're the greatest. You're the greatest think, grandpa on the planet. If I wasn't fishing, <laughs> I'd be throwing that jig head right there. So I'm going to turn you guys on to something. So if I'm not live scoping fish, right? If I'm not live scoping fish, I'm going to throw an Okashira screw head. What is a screw head? Screw head is there was a guide. I think he guided in the Lake of the Ozarks, I think. But he said if he had one lure to put in a person's hand to catch them fish, it was a screw head. A screw head has a blade behind the head, right? That's um, the Okashira. They make it up to an eighth of an ounce, or I think three sixteenths is the heaviest you can get it in. But that hook is, um, it's a badass hook. Anyway, they make a lot of screw heads. I think um, Northland Tackle makes the made the original screw head. It's called the Whistler Jig. The Whistler Jig. And yes, they put a little fluke style bait on the back of that. And I got to tell you, it's a fish catcher. It is the ultimate in finesse. So if I'm not looking at them on a live scope and I just want to cover water, a Whistler jig, Okashira screw head, don't know who else makes a screw head, but this is one I like, uh, uh, a little uh, swim bait on the back, like a spark shad, um, Mega Bass makes it. It's a, it's a, it's a tiny, tiny bait. 
it just gets bit. So, Mr. Gambit, I think that's your name. You got game when you're talking about that. It sure is uh, a, a bait that produces. Um, but in fairness, those guys were looking at those fish, man. And that's not a way I want to fish. That's just a personal thing. I like the grind. It takes out the magic of fishing for me. I like to cast towards targets, not know what I'm going to get, or grind on some rock or grind off a point and uh, hope they're there. Anyway, that's that's just me. I know, my man. I know the secret is out. That's the only reason I'm talking about it today is because I saw another guy catch a big-ass check with a little jig head, and I said, all right, the secret's out of the back. Even, you know, Matt Stephan has already showed he's got a little hover jig that him and his guys have created just to sell. Yeah. So I said, okay, yeah. these guys are already talking about it, so I might as well talk about it too. The hell with keeping it a secret. Certain things I know we fishermen got to keep a secret we don't talk about. But since all these guys are producing baits and they're talking about it, I said, I might as well talk about it too this week. What the hell? <laughs> That's exactly You're hired. Right. You're now in charge of product development. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Mr. Gambit, good work, my friend. Good work. You know what? You did throw All right, me guys, for... that's Wait. what I'm saying. You know, I, you know I love what Monster Bass is doing. You are my favorite guys. You got the best guy who knows about baits online. And I'm telling you, man, open invite to come to California for the double-digit bass. I'm on my quest still to get the 13 pounds or more bass in the next few years. So that's my quest. All right, man. Take care. Got to go. Love you. <laughs> love you too, man. Oh, my God. I have the best audience ever. How about that? He's so good. I don't know. I mean, his he's a grandpa. That's crazy. Doesn't sound like one. No, doesn't sound like one. And when he starts, I mean, I don't know if there's a, if he's got oxygen tanks just flowing in the room because he he's got just, a motor, man. That's amazing. And 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 the thing is he's he's so knowledgeable. He's got he's so knowledge like he keeps up with all that. It's so good. Let's uh Let's take our, let's, uh, hold on. Before we take our last caller. Yeah. I got to do some golden tickets. Um, I got, I, I, I'd like, I, I got these new license plates made and I'd just like to know from the audience, if you guys could comment, which one I should put on my, on the car. So I am in the five pound club. So do I put that one on the car? Yeah. Or, or, or do I go oh. with. I'm a bass man or do I go with, I'd rather be fishing. I'd love to know what everyone thinks. I mean, I know what I, where I'm kind of leaning, but I'd love to know what you guys think. Probably the five pounder. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I like the five pound club. I do too. That creates conversation. Like people are going to go, what's the five pound club, right? You have a chance to talk to him. I'm a bass man. Kind of says what it is, and I'd rather be fishing. Totally says what you're what you're about. But the I think five so. pound club for a non-fishing person might go, "What is that?" Yeah. I feel, and I feel like I feel like I've got an opportunity this year to to like replace that license plate and get to like a nine pound club. Heck yeah, man! That that's a that'd be a proud. That's the moment, goal. Man. That's the goal. God, you, anyway, you live in state where it can happen, bro. I Holy do. Shit. I do. You close All to right. San Vicente. Let's uh let's do some golden tickets. All right, guys. I'm gonna get I'm I'm cleaning out the garage. I was able to put the Range Rover in the garage, which was really exciting for me this week because it was dumping rain. And uh I might have might have scratched the rim and uh driving dropping off my son 
And uh, yeah, it didn't look good. These guys showed up yesterday. They come to your house and they and they they detail the rim. They fix it, and you know it's the black rim. And I was able to put half the car in the garage. So if you guys win all these golden tickets, I'll be able to put the other car back in, and that'll make me really happy. Or nice. the other car? I mean, the other half of the car. Sorry. So here's your golden ticket numbers: one zero eight three four. 102130959208971 I got one more but I'm going to wait until we say uh until after this call. We got to wrap this show up. Let's take our last caller of the day. Jared, you're going to turn off the hotline once we get this thing rolling. Everybody knows who our last caller of the day is, so go ahead, sir. The show the floor is yours. Hey, what's going on, Rick and uh Mr. Epic Eric? What's up? Who's this? This is uh, Brendan from Brown Bay Company. Uh, we talk a little bit on Instagram quite a bit. Or, well, yeah. maybe not quite a bit, but we talk every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? What's yeah. up? Yeah. Um, so, Eric, I want to keep this as short as, and fast as possible. Um, so, what makes a good flat side balsa crankbait? Like, what are some things that you look for in a balsa crankbait? Like, whether that's custom, whether that's something like something that Rapala makes or. Like, what are yeah. some things that you look for in your Baltic crankbait to make them, yeah. you know, the best possible bait in your, you know, position? Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's a great question, man. I'm looking for the action, right? I want that tight action. I want to be able to feel that thing vibrating um, as I'm, if I'm worming that, right? Like today I was out testing my crankbaits. Um, actually, I was trying to catch them today. And, uh, you know, and I, and I was actually throwing this mm -hmm. bait, not particular one but this style bait it's made by marty burns and um you know it's got a really tight action oh yeah and i'm worming that i'm pulling that crankbait and i literally could feel it stop and i wanted to see how it rose up out of cover so i like i like a little bit of a high float um maybe not necessarily in the spring but if i'm really covering a lot of water i want it to back up out of cover right and and I and if it's a really good flat side, mm -hmm. it's going to have secondary action. It's going to wobble on the rise, right? It's not just going to go straight. Okay. It's going to have a little bit of secondary action on the on the rise. I want to see how it deflects off a of cover. So I was testing it on the riprap. This it was a super super. It came through clean. It was deflecting nice. So I like that little thumbnail lip right there. Um, you know, so my Carter lip versus Lexan. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. I want Lexan. Uh, if I'm grinding rock, I want my Carter for a little bit crisper feel. But yeah. if I'm really grinding hard bottom, I want a clear Lexan lip. So I'm looking for, um, you know, good hardware, obviously a good paint job. I mean, you know, painted by TK, my buddy, you know the drill. But um, yeah, those are the things I'm looking oh, yeah. for, man. Action, <laughs> action, crispiness. I want it tuned right. You know, I, I rarely have to tune uh, Bing M crankbaits, man. So they're made correct right out of the gate. Uh, you know, but if I have to tune it, it's not a big deal. So, and every piece of wood's different, man, but crisp action. And I wanted to catch them <laughs> flat mm -hmm. out, right? You know? So, yeah, yeah those, those are the main Definitely. components. Main components. Yeah. Those Marty Burns baits, I mean, they're the most durable bait that I've I haven't had, I haven't had a ton of time put in with them yet, um, yeah. but they... So far, they've they've held up pretty darn well, and uh, the, yeah, course, the finishes are nice on them as well. You know, PK does an amazing job with that. He makes them tough. I mean, you know, a lot of the like you see a lot of JDM balsa. There's a lot of balsa makers locally. 
uh, in the States as well, they'll use really super buoyant, soft balsa. So it, it's got its pluses and minuses. Uh, super, super dense balsa gives a little harder thump. So, you know, the lighter balsa obviously has a higher flow to it, but there's something special about it. So, you know, Craig Powers, uh, man, there's a, just a zillion of yeah. them. I mean, Gary D's, West England, you know, West England recently passed on. Gary D's made a hell of a flat side bait too, but they used really super soft balsa that they would cut in half, sandwich together. Uh, and, and that's one of the reasons they use super soft balsa. Mm -hmm. They didn't bother, you know, it was a wire through construction, but there's, there's a lot of great balsa makers out there. And again, their yeah. preferences are their own and uh, that will impact the, the, the baits action. But for me, I want to be able to feel it, you know, whether I'm fishing a flat around semi round, I want to feel the thump, whether it's tight or wide. And it because it tells me about yeah. what I'm feeling. And there are certain baits that, you know, are production balsas now that just have too too lazy of an action for me. Um <clears throat> I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not digging those baits because I don't know what the bait's doing, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, well, it's like the um the DT eight. Like you can't feel the DT eight as good as you can feel the DT six or the DT ten or the DT, you know, so on and so oh, forth. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. Like I don't know. I don't know what's up with this. I think they missed the mark, man. It was disappointing for me because I was so excited to, to get a DT6 action at eight foot. I think they could have done it, but they missed the mark in mm -hmm. my opinion. I'm not saying the bait doesn't catch fish. It just doesn't suit my style. If I can't feel what the bait's doing, because half of it is like if the bait's vibrating and a bass sucks it in and it stops vibrating, I know, you know, if I'm worming it and I feel it vibrating, I hit yep. a piece of cover, I stop and I go to pull and it's not vibrating. I'm hooked up. <laughs> that bass inhaled that bait. I'm sweet. Yeah. Right? yeah. That, that tells me that there is a fish that just sucked my crankbait in. So, um, yeah, I've had some days on the Potomac where I was doing a deep little end, man. The fish were in the wood. It was post-spawn and I was worming that crankbait. You could feel it or, or steady winding it. You feel your line tighten up. It was coming over a piece of wood. You'd stop. The bait floated back and you'd go to wine and they were literally swimming behind it and the bait stopped vibrating. That's how they were eating the bait. You had to reel it a couple feet past the lay down, these yeah. post fish in like four to six foot, and they were eating it. It was one of the most iconic days I've ever had. We mm -hmm. fished that group of fish for like three weeks. That's what they wanted, a thin nest style crankbait. Oh, it's wow. a style crankbait. And uh, they were sucking it, you know, literally coming up behind the bait, and it would stop thumping. Even though it's a little bait, it throws off vibration. That's why I want to bait, bait the vibrate. So action first for me. There you go, man. man. Yeah, that's crazy. For three weeks, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That fish. Wow. So um, I bought a few of these. I've never – I've heard some people don't like this bait as much as they do the Balsa crankbait. Um, yeah. But I bought a few of them because I was like, you know, these, these look cool. They look pretty. Um, I bought some of the Catching Concepts Redwood. And yeah. I just wanted to try them out for myself. And I found out that you definitely need a split ring on the nose um, or else they just don't swim right because there's not enough movement in the line tie and everything. But, yeah, yeah what are your thoughts on those? Man, Herman makes a great bait. It's uh, I guess it's made out of ancient redwood, right? Uh, it's reclaimed, I mean, right? Is that is, mm -hmm. you're talking about catching concepts? Yeah. Um, it, so it's a denser wood. I found yeah. them. It depends on what model you bought too, man. I mean, it makes a ton of models, right? Uh, the models that I initially bought were super mm -hmm. hard thumb. And there is a big group of people that love them, man. The Carolina boys okay. seem to love those catching concepts. So I don't know what you bought, but uh, yeah, I've got some. I've fished them. Um, okay. I, I tend to be towards balsa, though. 
personally. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like the Balsa for sure more than those yep. so far through my testing. But then again, I haven't yeah. you know, put in a ton of time with, with those yet. Yep. So, yep. yeah. So, all right. I'm going to let you go. Um, one really quick question. Um, if you have any Balsa B3s for sale, hit me up. I would like to buy some. I would, I've never bought a Balsa B3 before, and I can't find them on eBay. So if you have any for sale, hit me up, please. The DK Balsa B3 or the Square Bill Balsa B3, like the OG? The Square Bill. The Square Bill. Oh, yeah. There's a big box of them right up there. So maybe I got one I can, I can, I can share with you. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome, man. Thank you so much. You got it, man. I- I wish Thanks I could see. Thank I you. wish I could see that smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We might uh, on the hundredth episode, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> um. So, Brendan, before I All let right. you go, I have two questions. I have two things. <clears throat> uh-huh. Um. You sent me okay. a message. Uh, okay. You're curious about hotels for iCast. And uh, normally yeah, we don't get. I was a, not sure about that. Yeah, normally we don't get an Airbnb. Normally we just get hotel rooms. Um, okay. I don't know if I'm going only because I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking thirty little uh, little scouts. I'm flying them up to Oregon, and then I'm taking them to summer camp on the uh, coast of Oregon for a week. So I won't be there. However, I do think that. Uh, oh wow. Davey, maybe Rafi, maybe Burley and the boys will be going. So let me find out what the plan is because okay. I just don't, I, I think I kind of committed to this. And so I think it's going to prevent me from going mm-hmm. this year. But let me find out and I'll see what we can do for you. Okay. Okay, sweet. And then uh, just let me know and I'll, the hotel and I'll, I'll book a room there and uh, hopefully see you guys there. Yeah, for sure. What, uh, what'd you have for dinner? Good mommy. You know, I'm in Florida right now for a horse show, so food is not really right, a high stop, priority stop, at the stop, moment. Stop, um, stop. I don't know if I'll have for dinner tonight. Stop. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean a horse show? What does that mean? So my dad does um, trains horses for a living, so I'm a part of the business. So I haul horses. I help him like do all that stuff with the horses and everything. So we're down here for pretty much the rest of the week, and uh, it's a lot of work. So not much time for anything else. All right. I learned a lot about fishing and a little bit about your uh, your family and what they do for a living. So appreciate, <laughs> appreciate you, man. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. All right, bro. Thanks for calling in. So, all right, guys. You have a have a wonderful Thank night. You, Thank you, man. All right, bro. Thank all right. You, bro. See you guys. Care, man. Bye. See you. All right. All right, Listen, man. Um, Good stuff. Yeah, I want I want to thank you. I know we ran over 14 minutes later than I expected. I got to tell oh, you, good. you are. Um, I really appreciate your passion. It, it, it's so. You know, you we can talk to pros and everything and 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 all that, but I appreciate the passion with which you speak about something. Like, I don't actually care what what it is someone's speaking about, but when they are so passionate about it you can feel how much they love it. And you are literally my favorite guest of all time. Uh, Like every time uh, you come on, I'm like, I'm going to learn something that I didn't know that I even cared about. I'm going to learn something and I'm going to talk about it with my friends later tonight and be like, did you know this? And they're going to look at me like I'm the biggest 
weirdo on the planet. And I'm going to be like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, did you know you can do this? And, and, and literally it's amazing. So it's, it's, it's honestly, it's an honor to have you on the show. I know you're busy. You've got, you know, I know what you do for a living and I know how busy you are and you've got your family and then you've got, you know, small mouth crush and everything else that you do. And so I just want to say thank you because it really does mean a lot that you get to, you come on here and I get to be a part of it and I get to share you with our community. Yeah. And so I just want to say thank you so much for, for, for your, your willingness to, to be on the show with us. Thank you for, for allowing me to talk to people about what I am passionate about. That is the magic of fishing. And I think, you know, it's one of the most complex things, tournament fishing, just bass fishing in general, unlocking what it is that day that's going to get you a bite. And if you're really paying attention to it and the cues, and again, that depth, that speed, that vibration, that, that cadence, line size it's all part of the puzzle you give people the tools in that box to do it they've got to go out there and my big advice to you is if you haven't tried a technique take that one lure or a couple of that same style lure put everything else away do it at the right time right do it at the right time and just go learn it tune in get in tune there's a rhythm to fishing i've been out of rhythm but i have had days where i am in the rhythm and it and you know master a technique Ma- that's my best advice and get those confidence baits in your hand um but uh that truly is the magic of fishing what unlocks the puzzle what is the next newest little bait hack i can do to make a difference how can i tweak a bait to be different than the last guy that was walking in front of me down the bank or the last four boats that went down that bank you know throat weighting a flat-sided ball so like your chick magnet your chick magnet that you all just got that are watching man if you're fishing cold water in the 50s or even below 50 and you like cranking and you don't put a little lead tape on that chick magnet and you know do it in your bathtub make sure that water is 50 or cold to the touch put some lead weight on see what it does pull it down does it float up fast keep putting another strip on until it suspends and i promise you you will call me and thank me you might lose a few more baits but I promise you, you're going to catch bigger bass than the guys that are throwing the chick magnets that aren't throat weighted early spring, pre-spawn, five pound fish, three pound fish, four pound fish, winning fish in a tournament or fish that'll make you happy and get you a license plate from Rick. There it is, man. Thank you. You got it, man. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks, everybody out there, man. I'll talk to you soon. Tight lines, and uh, can't wait to see you and Rafi again in person. Hopefully, we'll be doing some fishing somewhere in the country. I'm coming out west, man. Coming out west. I My look quest- forward to it, and if you actually get on a plane, then I promise we'll find a way to make meet, make sure that we uh, we definitely meet up and go fishing. Just give me an advance. I'm driving. I'm, I love driving, man. I get to think. I get to talk. I get to listen to great tunes, music. I mean, I don't mind driving. I drive five hours, six hours every weekend for tournaments, and I love every minute of the drive. I love every – it's my solitude, man. I'm at peace with my thoughts, and uh, I do a lot of great thinking on the road, man, So, and a lot of great listening to tunes and a lot of great conversations. So love it. I'm all good in my car, man. I love it, man. Get to see the country too, so, yeah, yeah. man. All right, all right, man. Thank you so much. All right. Got it, guys. Thank you very much. All right. Pre- see ya. Everybody. Yeah. All right. Bye. God, I gotta tell you, I don't make this shit up. Like that, that's literally like my favorite person.
in all of fishing. I, I don't need Kevin Van Dam. I, I don't get starstruck by that. He's so passionate. He's so knowledgeable. He's so personable. Like if he was my neighbor, I'd be like, oh, I love this guy. He's, I got the best neighbor on the planet. Because you can just tell he's a good human. Like I always say, I want to be surrounded by good people. And he's a good one, man. He's a good one. I learned a lot. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, uh, you know, thank you for allowing me to have that moment with my son. It really means a lot to me. I'm, I'm so goddamn proud of him. I'm so proud. Like I, I've been trying to hold back tears the whole show. Like he works so hard, you know, and as a parent, we do everything that we can to like prepare them. You know, we can't prevent anything from happening. We can only prepare them and then it's up to them. You know, and I make mistakes every day because, you know, there's no book on how to be a parent. We just do the best we can and we, you know, you know, hope and pray. And, and uh, you know, I'm really, really proud of this kid. Uh, our last golden ticket of the night is um, 08350. Uh, I won't be here next week. Um, uh, I'm, my mom is flying in on Tuesday. My brother's flying in on Wednesday and, uh, we're having a, don't tell anybody. Cause I know my son doesn't watch it. Oh, should I even say it? No. You can say it. He's not watching it. We're having a surprise party. Uh, we got like, I don't know, 60, 70 people. My son would never let this happen. Because he'd be so worried about like who he's going to invite. I don't want to hurt this person's feelings or that person's feelings. So I'm like, F it. We're going to invite everyone. I don't care about those high school cliques. Every kid, regardless, is coming. So there's, I don't know, probably 70 people. We got the taco guy coming to make tacos. We got the photo booth. We got the ice cream truck showing up. We got a DJ. It's going to be in my backyard. He's going to be so pissed at me, though, because he thinks we're going to dinner at Gordon Ramsay's house because... I took, I went to dinner at Gordon Ram. All right, long story. I went to dinner at Gordon Ramsay's house uh, a few years ago, and I told him like two months ago that I got invited back. To, Gordon invited me back to uh, uh, his house for a dinner, and I, I told him that I was inviting him as my guest. He's like, oh, my God, you're going to Gordon Ramsay's house? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, he goes, why did he call you? I'm like, well, you know, because the last time he was like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Except for now, we're going to be on the way, and then I'm going to have Rafi text me, and Rafi's going to find, oh, oh, we go the whole show, we get all thumbs up, and I'm sharing a story, and somebody's got a thumbs down me. God. That wasn't very nice. That just buzz killed me. <laughs> what a jackass. Anyway. So we're going to be halfway there and I'm going to get a text message and we're not going to make, and he's going to tell me he's like canceling for some reason. We're going to drive back to the house and everyone will already be there and whatever. I, I don't even want to tell this story. Uh, let's see. Uh, any news on the app? Yeah, I'm testing the app currently right now. Uh, it looks good. Uh, once it's done, we're going to give him clearance on the Android version because right now we're doing it in a way where it's the app, the iPhone version first. Anyway, I got to go. So now I'm like, I'm all bummed about this one thumbs down. Wait a.
Anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I won't be here next week, but I'll be here two weeks from now. And uh, we will have a guest, hopefully from MLF. We will start talking about more and more about how we're going to integrate MLF into it. Next month's box has got a Whopper Plopper. We've got the best of Monster Bash. So you're going to get every bait's going to be a home run, I think. And uh, and it's also got our first MLF uh, trading card. You're going to get Brian Thrift. And uh, I think you guys are going to love it. So I will see you guys in two weeks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love you guys. Thank you for support. Another thumbs down. You guys. Ugh. It must be the Guggen Squad. <laughs> I'm just kidding.